viewing and to our local uh, church family that uh, we're so blessed that you are with us. Uh, um, we're thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are excited. We're excited. But I do want to say this before we, before we get started, before we get started, before we get started. Thank you, Lord. If people out there that's viewing around the world, we didn't come to give you a message about relationships. We didn't come to give you messages about relationships or how much money you're going to have or what kind of house you're going to get and all that stuff. Um, houses and materialistic things are temporal. Those things are very temporal. So don't even think about hearing that today because what's most important is your soul. What's most important is where, what is happening and why it is happening and that we need to know. Um, I, I can't go to the place of, you know, we shouting and jumping and hooping and hollering and running around and cutting fruit flips and all this stuff. Because we're living in a time now where we need to know whom's we are. We also need to know what time it is and the era in which we are living and how close we are to the return of the Father. And so it's about souls. It's about winning souls to Christ because time is really winding up. Whether we want to accept it or not, it is really winding up. So today, 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 we are going to begin in the book of Revelations. We're going into the book of Revelations. Last week, we dealt with the mark of the beast. Uh, it seems like the adversary tries, has tried for the past two, two weeks to uh, stop the worldwide ministry from going forth. But you can't stop God's word. But today we're going to begin uh, in Revelations chapter number four, Revelations chapter number four, and we're going to begin talking about the breaking of the seals, the breaking of the seals. This is where we're going to begin. We're going to begin uh, talking about the breaking of the seals. And of course, we know that there are seven seals. And so each one has its purpose and God's will. We're going to try to cover the first two. Hopefully we can get through the first two. Uh, so it's important, it's very important that we, we heed to the word of God. And we need to heed because there are so many people that are lost. There's so many people doing just as it was in the days of Noah. The Bible says in the New Testament, you know, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. And they were marrying and they were giving in marriage. In other words, they were doing their own thing until the flood came. So now we're going to deal with Revelation chapter number 14, chapter number 4. And we're going to deal with the breaking of the seals. Heavenly Father, use your servant. Be glorified, be magnified. Penetrate every spirit, drive out every evil force. Give us ears to hear that we will hear what the spirit has to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Revelation chapter number 4. We're going to begin reading at verse number 1. Verse number 1. We're going to begin reading at verse number 1. We're going to do verse 1 and 2. Now, verse number one says, after this, because you're talking about John the Revelator. He says, after this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as if it was of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter, which must be hereafter. So here it is in, in John the Revelator. He's beginning to, he is beginning to speak. He's beginning to talk. Uh, and he has already dealt with the churches um, in chapter number three and two. But now he's been given an invitation. He's been given an invitation to come up hither. He says, come up higher. 
I'm going to show you what is going to take place hereafter. In the book of Revelations, chapter number 4. He talks about a door. He says he's shown a door. He said, and behold, a door. Now, that door is a portal. Our portal is a connection between earth and heaven. With that portal, that's the first thing John sees is this portal, this door. And then he begins to go on in verse number 2. He says this in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 2. It says, and immediately he says, I was in the spirit. In order for us to see anything uh, that God is trying to show us, we have to be in the spirit. John the Revelator, he says, and immediately there was no waiting. He said, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. He sees the throne of God. He sees this, all right? Now, the next place we want to go now, we want to go to the book of Revelations, chapter number 5. Revelations, chapter number 5. Revelations chapter number 5, and we're going to begin at verse number 1. Revelations chapter number 5. Verse number 1 says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. This is the first thing he sees. He sees He sees this book. He sees this book. Now, this is not the first time where a book has been shown to a prophet in regards to it being written within and also written on the backside. This is not the first time. Now, if you would go with me, go with me to the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel uh, chapter number two, Ezekiel chapter number two, looking at verse number eight, Ezekiel chapter number two, and we're going to look at verse number eight, verse number eight, Ezekiel, verse number eight says, but thou son of man, hear what I say unto thee, be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee, that I give thee. In other words, he's, God is saying, he says, what I'm about to give to you, he's, you're going to have to be able to receive it. You've got to be able to receive it. Now, verse number 9 says in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse number 9, he says, and when I look, we're talking about Ezekiel, he says, and when I look, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. A roll is a, a scroll. It's a, a roll of a book. He, he goes on to say, he says that that was the, the scroll that was there. And then he goes on and say in verse number 10, he says, And he spread it before me. And he spread it before me. And it was written within and without. Within, inside, without, outside. And there was written therein lamentations, mournings, and woes. Ezekiel goes a little bit farther than John the Revelator. Because what's happening here, he is prophesying what is written in the book. He says there are lamentations, hmm, there are mournings, and there are woes. In other words, what he sees in this book is deep sorrow of grief is what he sees. This is what he sees. So it's, it's, it's imperative that we understand that throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament as well as also in some place in the New Testament, God begins to reveal what's going to be happening in the end time, in the end days. All right, now let's go to Revelation. We're going back to Revelation, going back to the book of Revelations, chapter number, uh, chapter number five, going back to the book of Revelation, because we're talking about the breaking of the seals, the breaking of the seals. Revelations chapter number five, and looking at verse number two, looking at verse number two. 
Now, verse number two in the book of Revelation, chapter number five, it says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Who's worthy? He's worthy. Now, verse number three says, And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under earth, was able to open the book, neither to look at that, neither to look thereon. So it must have been something awfully powerful that's being revealed. All right? Now, in verse number four, it's, it says, And I wept, these elders, they said, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Uh, and then verse number five says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lying of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. So nobody was able to open the book to reveal what was going on. However, he begins to talk about the Lion of Judah. Now, the Lion of Judah means, in the Hebrew, it means one that has respect and honor. Also, it's one that has a spiritual vision that can see beyond the eyes of the flesh. It was the king, all right? Then he goes on and he talks about it's the root of David, the root of David, the one that, that has the, the foundation of love. Because that word, the, the root of David, the word root, that means foundation. David means love. So therefore, only Jesus Christ himself is able to open the book. Mm, 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 mm. He says now, he says now, don't, don't, don't weep, don't, don't fret. We have somebody in place that will reveal what's happening. Now, in Revelations chapter number 5, looking at verse number 6, he says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all of the earth. And verse number 7 says, and he came, the lamb, the one that's been slain, Jesus Christ. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Christ receives the book. He takes the book. He's, oh, he's the only one that's able to open and break the seven seals. Jesus Christ himself. Nobody else was worthy to do this. Only Christ. I mean, they searched the heavens, they searched the earth, they searched beneath, but there was no one worthy to reveal the things that will be happening up on the earth, except Jesus Christ. He, he was the lamb. And then he also, when he comes back, he will be the lion. All right? Now, let's look at, now let's begin to deal with these, these uh, seals. Revelations chapter Number six. Let's see what do we see. What? Let's give an understanding. Let's get an understanding because there's no one that was able. Only the Lamb was able. Jesus Christ Himself was able to prevail to break the seals. Revelation chapter number six, verse number one says, "And I saw when the Lamb opened." One of the seals, and I heard as it was the noise of thunder, and one of the four beasts saying, come and see. Now, remember, in a little while, we're going to talk about these four beasts, all right? He says, come and see. I've got to reveal some things to you. Now, verse number two in Revelation chapter number six says, and I saw, and behold, a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow 
a crown was given unto him, and he went for conquering and to conquer. Now, first of all, we need to see that there has been some false teachings because most people seem to think that is Christ. That is not Christ coming up here on this white horse. That, that, that is not Christ. That is what has been taught, but that is not correct. That's, that's an error in the teaching. That's an error in the teaching. Now, when you look at verse number two, he talks about how he has a bow. He said, a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. He was given a crown. Not that he came with the crown. He was given a crown, and he was there to conquer, all right? And he says he had a bow. Now, if you're going to have a bow, you need some arrows, you got to have some arrows to go with the bow. Or else you 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 fighting a losing battle. It's just like having a gun with no bullets. That would make, it's just like having a gun with no bullets. So here now we got to understand what is what's going on right here. God says the first thing we need to understand is this: in what we see even now, and what has been prophesied is there is a spirit of deception in the land. There is a spirit of deception in the land. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, he says, if it be possible, the very elect could be fooled. So this is why we need the Holy Spirit because we do not need to be deceived. And what is happening, so many people are going to be deceived. They're going to be deceived to the point where, as we talked about last week, that they're going to take the mark of the beast, thinking that they are doing the right thing. But we have to be very, very careful that we are not deceived because it, it's very easy for someone to tell us, okay, Christ is here, Christ is there. That's what it talks about in Matthew. So you go here, you go there. But no, no. No, that is a spirit of deception because the Bible talks about there will be uh, false prophets and false Christ in these last days. So you've got to be careful who you listen to. Going back to what, what, what was said when Dr. Man spoke about, be careful who you lend your ear to. Because, see, whoever you lend your ear to or whoever has your ear, that means they can control your future. So we have to be very, very careful. That spirit of deception is in the land. Even now, the spirit of deception is in the land. Now, let's look at Revelation chapter number 19, because we're going to show you the difference now uh, between verse number 2 and, and, and um, Revelation chapter 6, and then we're going to go to Revelation chapter number 19. Chapter number 19, Revelations chapter number 19, because we're talking about the breaking of the seal. The breaking of the seal. That first one is the spirit of deception. He, he breaks that seal, all right? And he's going out conquering, warring, all right? Now, Revelations chapter number 19, beginning reading at verse number 11. Verse number 11. Verse number 11 says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a what? A white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. So he's saying now his name, he's faithful, he's, he, he's true. And he judges in, in righteousness. He judges in righteousness. And, verse, and he makes war. And verse number 12 says this. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were what? Many crowns. That's the difference. Many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. So in that, ver that verse number 2 in, 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 in Revelation chapter 6, it said he was given a crown. Here, here in Revelation chapter number 19, he talks about many crowns. He had many crowns. You, got, you have to be able to decipher. Then he goes on and he talks about he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Verse number 13, verse number 13, 13 says this. 
And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. His name. His name is called the Word of God. And the reason why his vesture is dipped in blood because he's been in battle. He's been in war. All right? Now, in verse, verse number 14 says, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Now, let me tell you, it has nothing to do with your clothes. That fine linen, if you will look at that verse number 8 previously above that, and uh, you will find that the fine linen represented righteousness. So those that comes with him, with, the, with Christ, they are those saints, and, and they are clothed in the righteousness of God. That the previous verse said nothing in, in the fact that they were clothed with anything. They identified the writer and letting them know that he was going to be at war. He only had, he was given a crown. He didn't already have a crown. He was given a crown, all right? But here we see that, that the one in Revelation chapter number 19, his, his vesture is dipped in blood. It goes on and talks about he has an army that's clothed in righteousness that's following him. And then verse 15 says, And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, which is the word, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of the Almighty God. And verse number 16 says, And he hath on his vesture, the one that's been dipped in the blood because of the war, he says, and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and lords of lords. In other words, he's identified. When it comes, the Bible says, every eye shall see him. Everybody's going to see him. Everybody. So they will know who he is. They will know who he is. So we understand now that, that with that first seal, we have to understand that one that was broken, it was a spirit of deception. We know how we've been deceived now. What about when things really, really, really get difficult? And spirit of deception. So many people have been deceived. So many people have been deceived. And they are paying consequences for their deception. Listening to the wrong voice. Spirit of deception. Think about it. How many of us have been deceived? If we're honest. <laughs> I mean, let me put, we're coming back to, we're coming back. Because I'm going to show you something in, in, in the next book. Coming back. How many of us have been deceived? How many of us have really been, how many are honest enough to say we've been deceived? If, if deception right now takes place, and it doesn't take a whole lot, it takes some convincing, oh, Holy Spirit, it takes some convincing from man. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to take. This is what you need to take. And I don't know about y'all, but I come out, I'm, I'm worse when I go to the doctor than before I went in. And he'll tell us, take this, take that. The next thing you know, you get, you got, you're taking something that has a whole other side effects. Now, what sense does that make? You're going to give us something that's supposed to help us, but it's going to mess up something else in your body. So we need to learn that, that, that man, God tells us, do not put our trust in man, in the arms of flesh. Am I saying don't go to the doctor? No, I'm not telling you not to go to the doctor. You need to find out what's wrong. But you got to also ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do? Because some things will have you just as crazy. Case in point, my husband went to the doctor, and they gave him some medicine for depression. By the time he took that one pill, he was drunk as a skunk. One pill. One pill. And his mind was nowhere near right. I mean, it was so strong 
that he had to go to bed. He had to go in and go, go literally go to bed. We have to be careful what we put into our bodies. We have to be very careful. That, the, the, that spirit of deception is so strong in the earth, and it is going to get stronger because it will begin to convince people. It will convince even believers, if possible. It will convince them, this is what you need to do. This is the path you need to go. How many of us follow, has followed the, the wrong path? And when we got to the end of the destination, we realized this is not where I'm supposed to be. Been there, done it, got a trophy and T-shirt. Debt. How many believers are so wrapped up in debt? You think, think, think about it. We have been convinced. Oh, Holy Spirit. Wow. We have been convinced more stuff is more God. Who told that lie except Satan? Because a whole lot of stuff won't do anything except keep us in bondage, keep us on man's job till we work ourselves to death. You got no life. No life. No life. The Bible says life is not in the abundance of things. So whose report will we believe? We got to believe the report of the Lord. God has already said, listen, your salvation does not determine or, or who you are, or whom you are, by what you possess, or what you drive, or where you live, or what status you, you are in man's eye come down to society. That does not determine your relationship with God. All that stuff is temporal. What's most important, especially right now in these end times, is our relationship with God and our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't have the Holy Spirit, we have no God. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to trust my own thoughts. Because my own thoughts are dangerous. And the truth be known, your own thoughts are dangerous too. We've got to understand what we need in these end times. God is revealing there's so much deception going on. Boy, if I could tell y'all some stuff that been, my phone been blowing up by things that happened. Like, why did you do that? Where did common One thing Dr. Amanda did say, and I agree with it, common sense has left the earth. It's gone because we don't use it anymore. Common sense. Common sense. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Now. Okay. Where are we, Lord? Okay. All right. Help me, Holy Spirit. All right. Now, let's go. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. We're, We're coming back to Revelations, but let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 63. We're talking about the breaking of the seals. Isaiah chapter number 63. Isaiah chapter number 63. The Bible, God never leaves us without knowledge. He doesn't leave us without precept upon precept, line upon line. Isaiah chapter number 63. We're going to begin reading at verse number one. All right. Now, Verse number one says, who is this that cometh from Eden? Now, Eden, the word Eden there in, in the Hebrew means blood or it means red. And then he says, with dyed garments from Basra. Basra means tribulation in Hebrew. This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness mighty to say, talking about God himself, Christ, coming back. Now, remember he talked about how his vesture was dipped in blood because he's, he's in war, he's in battle. And then verse number two says, Wherefore art thou red, bloody, in thy apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? And verse 3 says, I have trodden the winepress alone, 
and of the people there was none with me. For I will tread them in mine anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled. Did we not read that in Revelations? And their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all of my raiments. So here it is in the book of Isaiah. It is beginning to be prophesied about what's happening in Revelations chapter number the, the, the Revelations 19 that we had just read. See, it, it had been prophesied, okay? So, therefore, God had already been warning throughout the Scriptures. It's just that we don't study. <laughs> uh, study, study. We don't study. We might read every now and then, but we don't study. But the prophecy was there. He began to reveal about Revelation chapter number 19, which we de- just read about the dipping of his his his, his, his vesture or uh, how his garment was sprinkled with blood. There's that, that bloody battle. See, this is how we know that this is, this is the Almighty that's speaking to us. All right? Now, let's go now. Let's go back to the Revelations chapter number 6. We're going back to Revelation because we're spending some time in Revelation. But this next thing is going to really blow, blow, blow our minds, and it's true. Then again, when we really think about it, when we really think about it, we're going to say, oh, yeah, okay, I, now I understand. Now I understand. Revelations chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 3. Verse number 3. Verse number 3 in Revelations chapter 6, verse number 3 says, And when he had opened the second seal, you know, we've dealt with the first one. Now when he opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. Let's look at verse number four. And then he says, And there went out another horse that was red. Power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they shall kill what? One another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Keep that verse. Slaughter. I was asking him that he would keep that verse up. All right? Now, let's, let's look at this. Let, let, let's, let's look at this. See, he's going to take peace from the earth. Are we in a place where it seems like there's no peace? There's no peace. He says he's going to take peace from the earth. And then he says, and that they should kill one another. The murders, the killing. See, the things that I, what we see happening in that today, God is revealing, but it's going to get a lot worse. Because so you get to understand, the first murder took place with Cain and Abel back in the book of Genesis. And see, right now, we're finding, I always say, finding dead bodies everywhere. They say you're missing, a few days later, you're dead. I mean, as you got some people at a point, they are so afraid to go to the supermarket. They are, they are so afraid to, to come to the church. They get all this fear because they say, well, they're killing everywhere. Yes. That's not should be a surprise to us because it's already recorded. It's, God has already told us this is what's going to happen. Revelation is already in place. It's not way down the road as most people will be tell you. Oh, it's come. No, it is here. We're, we're, all we have to do is look at the sea of wars. You know, you go back to Matthew, it talks about wars and rumors of wars. What we got going on? Wars. What we got going on? Murders, killing, people killing one another. And some things are just small things. But yet we're killing one another. That's part of the second seal. We are here. Hello, world. We are here. It's time to get it right. Took peace from the earth. Peace. Can you imagine how it's going to be later on? Well, we're experiencing these things now. How much greater is it going to be later on? 
He said he took peace from the earth. And he was given to him a great, it, it didn't say regular sword. Because it's, it's, see, in this one, this one is slaughtering. Slaughtering. You know, something has to be wrong with the mind of man if they can walk up somewhere and start killing people that they don't even know. Just start killing people. But it's just part of what the Bible has already foretold. Let me tell you something. Now, it says peace was taken from the earth. Now, I'm going to show you something in Luke. Luke, Luke chapter yeah, Luke chapter 12. Let's go, let's go to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 12. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matt. All right, Luke chapter number 12. Luke, St. Luke chapter number 12. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 51. You know, the Bible is always lined up on line, precept upon precept. It back itself up, okay? Now, St. Luke chapter number 12, looking at verse number 51. Christ is speaking because this is here in red. He says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth. That's a question mark. Then he, then he says now, he says, I tell you, nay. Nay means no. But rather, he says, division. He said, God said, Christ is saying now, he said, I didn't come to bring peace. He said, but rather, he said, I come to bring division. I come to bring division. Watch, watch the division. Watch the division. Verse number 52 says, For from henceforth, from henceforth, there shall be five in one house, what? Divided. Three against two and two against three. Check out your family life. Check out your friendships. Division. It's been prophesied. So it's, we should never think, oh, the devil doing it. God has already said, listen, you might as well expect it. You might as well expect it because the words say so. All right? Now, watch what it says in verse number 53. He says, the father shall be divided against the son, the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Division. Division. It's division. It's a generational divide. It's a generation. Not only in your own household. Let me show you how the spirit operates. When open up that second seal, talk about division. Show you how division. Now, it talk, you remember when it talks about the family members being against one another. It's not so much about what's happening in the house. Or in your relationship, you show how the devil working. Political number one. Political, you got same house, same household, same household. One for one, one for the other. And do you not know when it came down, when it actually came down to the situation, families became divided. Because one was for Trump and one was for Biden. And you know what happened? They stopped speaking to one another. Let me tell y'all something. Them folk don't know nothing about y'all. You know your family. So why are you dividing? Look who's dividing you. Politics. Family members not even speaking to one another because they can't agree who should be where. Now, let them bring a little bit closer, too. You know when they was given the vaccine? Do you know you had family members didn't want you to come to their house because you hadn't had the shot? The devil is a lie. 
My protector is God Almighty. We stood on Psalms 91. Had family members. No, you can't come to my house. And you know what? Who got the COVID? The ones that said, you can't come to my house. Division. 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 And not only that, but the racial divide. It's in the book. That's that second seal. What you see now, don't think it just happened. No, it's been that way for a long time. Division, racial divide. I'm going to go shoot you because you're black. You don't even know who I am. The Bible says, be careful. You might be entertaining angels unaware. I might be your protective angel, and you're killing me. So you got to understand what the Word of God says. We, we have to understand what God, racial divide. Come on. you got to look beyond what you see. It is a spirit behind all of this. It's a spirit that's causing the racial divide. What does it have to do with the color of your skin, whether or not you get to him or not? Think about it. Think about what does it do with the color of your skin that will be a determining factor whether or not you make it in or not. Uh-uh. The determining factor is whether or not you're living for Jesus Christ when he comes back and splits the mid-air. That, that's the determining. Listen, if you go to the hospital and you need some blood, I, I guarantee you I don't, that person, it doesn't matter what color they are, if your blood is going to save their life, they're going to take your blood. They're going to ask, they will not ask you what color is that person that they're going to give me that blood. Deception, division, all of this is prophesied in the word. Generational divide, racial divide, even after COVID and, and politics. All this is in the Bible, a racial divide. The Bible speaks of it. We just read it against one another. Against one another. God said, no. No, that's not how it should be. Do you not know if I don't love you and you don't love me, we can hang it up. If we don't forgive, we can hang it up. Because God says, if we don't forgive, then he says, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. See, we don't think about that part. All we think about is, listen, you did this to me, and I'm not going to forgive you. I will Sometimes people say, well, I don't burn in hell. Well, you probably will. you got to forgive. The only person that's being held in bondage when we don't forgive is we ourselves. Uh-uh. We've we, we, we got to learn to get along because we're living in the last days. It should be more about, I've got this friend of mine, all they don't think about winning souls for Christ because we're living in the end time. They're so worried about politics, they can't even think about it. I said, when are we going to start praying for the lost? When are we going to start witnessing to those that are lost? Because, see, that's the most important thing. Somebody's going to die and go to hell. Might be one of your own. We don't have time to waste. Time is too short. We do not have time to waste. The Bible is fulfilling itself. We don't have time to waste. Let me show you. i got two more scriptures. Let, let's go to the book of Michael. Michael. Let's go to the book of Michael. Book of Michael. The book of Michael. Michael's seventh chapter. Book of Michael. The book of Michael, chapter number seven. Remember, so I talked about precept upon precept, line upon line. The Bible backs itself up. The book of Michael, 7, chapter, verse number 6 says this. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter rises up against her mother. Did we just read that over in the mother verses? The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And then he says a man's enemies are the men of his own house. That's what the book said. <laughs> so whose report are we going to believe? 
God is revealing it to us. And but the thing is, we got to understand where the where the deceptions lie, where where the divisions lie. What is really going on with all all this chaos? And you got to look behind the face that we see and see exactly what it is. You know what it is? It is a spirit. It's Satan himself. He is behind all of this stuff. Sometimes he'll have us do some stupid stuff and then he'll go off and leave you. And then you're looking like the fool and he's gone. That's how he does. See, the Bible says this in the book of Ephesians. He says, we fight not against flesh and blood, but we do. But the Bible says we're fighting against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in high places. That's who our fight is with. Our fight is not with one another. It's not against flesh and blood. But we don't see it that way. We don't understand that way. But the seals are being unveiled as we speak. They've already been unveiling. We just, a lot of time, we just didn't even take notice. We thought that's normal. No, it's not normal because all it's doing is hastening to the return of Christ. You know, I, I shared this the other day. Now, when a doctor will tell you, and you're going in there for one medical thing, and he's telling you about God is soon to come back, you begin to wonder what in the world is really happening here. My sister goes to the doctor about her heart condition, and the doctor's telling her, he said, people need to look up because God is soon to come back. Never, ever said anything about God before. But there was a warning. We need to begin to warn people. He's soon to come back. But we also, we have to understand the scripture when it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. In other words, they kept on doing their own thing. And that's how it's going to be. But we don't have to be a part of that. We do not have to be a part of that. Our, our salvation draws nigh. I mean, there's going to come a time when, when, when God's going to speak to his son and he say, that's it. Time is no more. But we've got to be able to, to witness and understand, listen. Sometimes, I'm going to use a word that somebody gave me, and I laughed, but now it just came back to me. Sometimes you just got to beg folk. Will you please listen to me? Will you please listen to me? Because sooner or later, what's going to happen, God is going to split the mid out. He's coming back. He is for real. Most of well, I'm not going to witness no more because they ain't going to listen. Say it anyhow. Speak it anyway. Because if you can plant the seed, sure enough, somebody, according to the word of God, one planted, the other watered, and God's going to give the increase. If you plant the seed, somebody else is going to come along, and they're going to water that seed, which is the word that's been planted, and God will give the increase. Listen, people, listen, world. It's not time to worry about your relationship, your husband or your wife, your girlfriend. Who is going to be my girlfriend? I'm going to church to meet a woman. Meet a... I almost said something I didn't need to say. You don't need to go to church to get no girlfriend. Pray next God to give you somebody. And he wants you to have somebody. He'll give you somebody. But he'll give you an Adam and an Eve, not an Adam and an Adam and an Eve and Eve. Come on. Pray. This, is the, this, the gathering of the saints, fellowshipping, has nothing to do with going and finding your mate. Somebody said, well, where am I going to get them from? You get them from the Lord. God, God will send it. He may send them from, he'll send you somebody. But that's not where our focus needs to be. Our focus needs to be on our soul where we are going to spend eternity. Not about stuff. Not about, it's not about that. Stuff is temporal. God says, set our sights on things above. But we want, we want the best of this and best of this and, you know, this in society and this stuff. 
Come on. When you get before God, that's not going to matter. He ain't going to care nothing about what you had or who you were in, in the world's, by the world's standards. That's not what's going to fly with God. We got to stand before God by ourselves. It's time to get right with the Lord. He's coming back. Come on. All right, let's do this last thing. Help Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Zechariah. Book of Zechariah. I'm talking about the breaking of these seals. We only did two today, and we will continue as the Holy Spirit say so. Go into the book of Zechariah. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter number 6, and looking at verse number 1. Zechariah chapter number 6, looking at verse number 1. This is what it says. It says, And I turned and lift up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains, And the mountains were mountains of brass. Give me verse number two. Give me verse number two. Give me verse number two. Zechariah. Verse number two. It says, in the first chariot were red horses. And in the second chariot, black horses. Give me verse number three. It says, and in the third chariot, white horses. And in the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. Give me verse number four. Then he says, Then I asked, Zechariah the prophet, Then I asked and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Give me verse number five. Verse five says, And the angel answered and said unto me, These are the four spirits of the heavens, which goeth forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. The four spirits. He asked the question. He said, what are you showing me? What are you trying to reveal? These are the four spirits that goes to and forth from the earth. And they're releasing things from heaven. So this is what we have to understand. That when they began to release, they, they're unveiling. See, that's what these seals are. Because, see, you got to remember now, no one was able was to, to break the seal. No one was able to open up the seals. But Jesus Christ himself, and he began to reveal one after the other. Spirit of the spirit of deception. The first thing. The second one is the spirit of division. And if it be God's will, we will begin the breaking of the third seal where most people are totally afraid. And that has to do with buying and selling. The breaking of the seals. Know where we are. Know where we are right now in these end times. We're not even at the, we are barely scratching the surface. We think, bam, next week God going to show up. But let me tell you something. That's a whole lot of stuff we got to go through before we're able to meet the master. That's a whole lot that has to take place. And we think 